Okay, welcome back, Double J Weekend Review. And what what a weekend it was. Absolutely insane weekend in the Premier League. Tottenham come back from three goals down, only to throw it away at the death to Liverpool. No Arsenal for Jays to talk about this weekend, which is probably a good thing for him. United increase their lead in the top four, as do Newcastle, extending that to where it looks like it's just about untouchable for any other team. City finally take the lead in the league. Having Erling Holland this long, it's almost a little embarrassing, but also still impressive. I hate them so much. Okay, let's get into this. Okay, welcome back, Double J Weekend Review. Uh, before we get into this, I am starving currently, and uh, Jim brought over Hush Puppies, Jace, on Friday. Oh nice. my good lord. We don't have any knives clean uh, because I didn't start the dishwasher properly last night. So um, just been eating refrigerated Hush Puppies as my dinner so far until the wa the washing is done. And now we have to record. I think I'm just going to name drop Jim as having good food until he has to like quit his job and actually has to make food for a living. I think that's the only way we can get him to actually start a profession. Yep, Jim does make fantastic food. Fantastic food. Let the people know that. Um, okay. Let's get into these games now. What a weekend from the Premier League. We are going to start off with, I've said this before, I'm just going to say it every time I see a game that ends 4-3. Game of the season, Liverpool 4, Tottenham 3. Holy hell, what an ending. Yeah, but this one actually had everything. I mean... <laughs> no, it actually was game of the season, probably. Spurs fall apart at the beginning, as they have been doing. 3-0 down within 15 minutes after a solid finally makes a penalty. And then... Kane gets one back before half, and you're kind of like, well, they came back last week. Maybe they could do it again. And then, lo and behold, they bring it all the way back. Absolutely. And not only uh, that Harry Kangle was absolutely insane, because at that point, you're kind of sitting there. I think everyone was. 40 minutes in. 15 minutes in, you're thinking, holy hell, Tottenham, we're going to do it again. 40 minutes in, you're just kind of sitting there like, this game's over, yada, yada. And then Perisic takes the ankles and the soul of Virgil van Dyke and Harry Kane's wide open in the middle. And at three, one, I even sat there and I go, they're going to do, they can't do this again. They can't, but I kind of think they are. I kind of think they're going to come back again. And they did. Yeah. Astonishing. Nicely too. Yeah. The, the sun goal, very nice. The Richarlison goal, absolutely insane. And we were texting back and forth when they were staying. I forget who was standing over the free kick. Um, they were standing over the free kick. And I remember texting Jason. I go, I, I know this is so bad, but I want Richarlison to score his first Premier League goal here. Cause that would just, this game's been crazy already. Everyone thought this is going to be a 6 1 Newcastle repeat. And instead, what we got was a mixture of the 6 1 Newcastle repeat and the United game that happened directly after. It was just both those games shoved together in 90 minutes. And they scored, make it 3-3, where Charleston takes off his shirt, and you're thinking, oh my goodness, this Tottenham team cannot, they can't be real. This isn't a real, actual team. And they prove it even further when Lucas Mora, who is playing right wing back for some God knows why, plays an absolute crap pass to no one. Nobody. Nobody there. No one even, like, keeper can't come and get it. I think it was Christian Romero who was right next to him. He was, the ball was behind he him. He passed at that it point. to Jota. He like, passed it directly to Diogo Jota. I mean, yeah, it was terrible. And I believe they were saying it during the commentary, but it 
I mean, it's just so true. Lucas Mora, he may look 35. He's not 35. He's in his upper 20s. Um, yeah. And it also feels he like He doesn't he's play right wing back. But, like, that's where I'm getting to. Like, he doesn't play right wing back. He doesn't – I mean, any professional should know in that situation just kick it the hell out of there. But he's used to making that pass 20 yards more advanced, 30 yards more advanced. Yeah. And then when you make that pass as a right wing back, you're, you know, to no as one. close to the goal as he was. Yes. And Jota doesn't even have to take yeah. that many touches to get over there. And you just knew it was going into – that was just classic Diogo Jota. Um, great finish. Very great underrated. Finish. Because I think it was just the madness that had just occurred with Charleston scoring with literally no time left. And then Liverpool, I don't even want to say Liverpool finding a way to score. Tottenham managing a way to feed Liverpool a goal in just no time. People just overlooked the fact that was his weak foot from a very tight angle that he put right in the only place he could score. Very good finish. And the celebration after, I, I don't like. I get it's your signature celebration. You just scored one of the crazier yeah, goals go, of the season. Go crazy. Yeah, go crazy in front of the cop, too. Like, just yeah. go. <laughs> all the go players nuts, were like bro. slapping his face. They were like, dude, go crazy. Like, we get it. You like video games. That's your little celebration where you play with the controller. You just made it 4 3. Let's just wait for that next time you score. Goodness. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, but dude, this game, though, just terrible, terrible defending. Oh, yeah, both all, around. all around. Good attacking for both teams. Just a really strange game, and it was the most Spurs thing possible. Just for Richarlison finally to get his first goal, like takes his shirt off again. Um, he did it for <laughs> the offside one earlier in the season. Still got the yellow, but the goal taken away. Uh, and then they just, like, blow it. It's just it was typical. one thing after another with these guys. It was typical. In the words, I, that was the worst Schmidt impersonation I think I've ever done. But it was typical. It was typical Tottenham, and when you look at your side, and I don't consider uh, Perisic even a wing or a part of your back line anymore. I don't really – he's not a wing back. He's not a winger. He's not a midfielder. Um, so I, I don't consider him a defender. I consider your defense being Poro, Romero, Dyer, Davies, and Forrester. And when you look at that and you say our best defender was Ben Davies, there are some serious issues going on just with the recruitment of your club, let alone – the play style, the players, what's going on in their head. Yeah, the coaches have to get, or whoever the new manager is, has to get Romero under control. Dude. I mean, he's a really good center back, but he just does so many stupid things. Like, the penalty was just the a perfect was example idiotic. of, like, you don't need to do that. No, You did not need to idiotic. do that. I, I was sitting there. And... If Gabriel can get better at it, he can get better at it, too. Like, it's exactly. just simple, Great like, point. mental calmness. Like, you yeah. literally do not need to go. To, and, of course, Gabriel still does it sometimes but it's <laughs> yeah, better but, it's like, but i mean yeah Romero i know what you're saying just, he's getting yellows every game pretty much at this he rate and not all of them are these penalties some of them are way up the pitch he's just shoving people down from behind and i don't know i just think they need to reel him in whoever the new manager is because if you direct that to be more like i don't know lissandra martinez or someone who also yeah. has that fire in them but it's if smart. you can it's just direct idiotic. it away from you know these dumb challenges i think yeah. they could have themselves quite the center back we what have we called him for the entirety of this season we've said he's a good center back when he's got good player like a decent line around him i think he's been kind of hung out to dry with the players he's had to play with for a majority of the season one but two we've called him a walking yellow card for forever i i genuinely would love a spurs fan to explain to me what he was trying to do going to ground against uh who was it was gakpo that he took down yeah. What, what were you doing? What were what was the thought process? Like you're not getting the ball. 
going to ground. You're not. You have to know that as a defender. It was just, I'm going to put in a hard challenge, regardless of if I get the ball. And inside the box, that is just, it's stupid. That's all it is. It's stupid. And Spurs fans know it's stupid. And they'll want, they'll know that they'll get, hopefully, they'll be expecting to have a better Christian Romero next season with some sort of uh, management around him. Because I think that's a huge issue for him. We've seen like under Conte, he was a walking yellow card, but he wasn't a walking goal giveaway, right? Where you're thinking he right. could do something stupid to give away a goal. Since management has been just thrown to the wayside at Tottenham, his whole and the whole team really, but Romero specifically, I think his I'm going to go and do dumb stuff has increased significantly. I think Hoiberg as well. Hoiberg was just category. kicking people around on Saturday. I think he's getting a, he's gotten significantly worse since Conte has gone out. Yeah, and and, and Binkin, you can throw in the Binkinter injury too. I know, but he tore his yeah. ACL in January. Yes, and I don't, I don't want to give these Tottenham players a pass by saying like, well, they don't have managers, so it's okay for them just really not trying. A lot of them. I mean, the first fifteen minutes again, close the ball down. We've said this for three weeks in a row. I do not know how a team in a top four race, and you can't see us, but I put that in air quotes. A top four race doesn't close the ball down before it gets to your penalty area. That's crazy. And even nowadays, they don't even do it in their penalty area. So Tottenham going forward, they're no, they'll know this results the end of their top four race. It's over at this point. It, it, and if you didn't know it when Conte left, you for sure as hell know it now. And you should have really known it when Ryan Mason came in. I, I And that's nothing against Ryan Mason. That's just three managers in one season and two in a month and a half. Too so many conflicting ideas, especially exactly. when Stellini left him on a question mark with that formation change. And yeah, it's just not looking great. I do agree. The players have to take some of the blame at some point. Um, they keep sacking managers. I get you're right. It is hard to play under three different guys, two different guys in a month and a half. But I mean, some of these guys are just half assing it out there. Like bad. And you see, when you see Kane, Harry Kane doing everything he can. And some of these guys, Dyer, Pedro Poro, Fraser Forster was not good. Richarlison, or uh, Kulisevsky to me was not good. And we like Kulisevsky a lot. I think he's a good player. He looks like a guy who, like he said publicly that he's, because he, he's on loan technically, that he like wants to sign the permanent deal with Spurs or whatever, but he's certainly not showing it. No, and, you know, Sun gets his goal. Great. We and we've always been on the let's get Sun back kind of thing, and this season's just been one of those down seasons. You've got to have some fight, right? There's three yes. guys to me that I saw this weekend that had fight for Spurs it was Kane, Son, and Perisic. Richarlison when he came on get a goal, whatever. But the majority and people are going to go, well, Romero and Dia putting those good challenges, yeah, inside the box to give away penalties, brother. The the defense. Ain't no Spurs fan defending them. I think the only, the only, there's probably two players, the Spurs fans, three players, like I said, the Spurs fans defend after this weekend. That's Kane, Son, and Perisic. That's it. Yeah. I mean, I do think Davies and Dyer are trying. They are. They are Spurs guys, but like, yeah, I don't know how you could be happy with anyone's defensive performance. And you're right to not include Perisic in that unless. I mean, Stellini tried to play him at left back, and that was literally the dumbest was, thing ever. That was, yeah, that's that's 
managerial malpractice, Jace. Don't yes, forget. exactly. All right, my last thing on this is the Klopp celebration in front of the fourth official. Obviously, he pulls his hammy, um, <laughs> which was, of course, hilarious. Very funny. Um, but I just don't see all the outrage and all of this stuff that we've been hearing about Mikel all season and the touchline antics when Klopp ran up and celebrated a stoppage time winner's goal in the fourth official's face. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And no one cares. They're no, like, oh, he pulled his hammy. That's hilarious. Don't get me wrong. Whoa, 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 whoa. Dylan here cannot stand Jurgen Klopp's whining, whinging, moaning. I can't stand it. It's been five, six years now. It's been since he came to the league. It's been the schedule and the, oh, we didn't win the league because of the schedule. Really? Really? Okay. He whines and moans the wind, the grass length. This guy's been annoying as hell for all get out. What my, me personally, and not public, where I get what you're saying, where you're coming from as far as social media and the public's kind of take it. Oh, look at Jurgen. When it's Mikel, it's harassment, right? Flirting yeah. versus harassment. Exactly. And I want to make it clear, Verbally. I don't care about either. Look, like he's going to no. get a fine. He might get a suspension, but like it was hilarious. I mean, very funny. But yeah. the, the, the thing that I was saying on Arteta this whole season about I don't like the antics and Jace, we need to talk about Mikel Arteta, I think is how I always bring it up. Um, is I don't want him to turn into that type of person. I don't want him to turn into Klopp where we see that kind of stuff. Now, I love passion. I love funny moments for managers. Louis Van Hall was my manager at one point, and he flopped with a fourth official. I loved it. I loved that. That was a highlight. Coincidentally, we were beating Arsenal at the time, so it was, it was a lot happier of a time for me. But nonetheless, probably the happiest in the actual Louis Van Gaal reign that I was. Um Nonetheless, you don't want to see managers just being crazy consistently. I mean, Pep is a weird guy, objective, and we're going to get to him in a minute with the way he looked before Fulham. I got to talk about that. He's a weird guy, and he celebrates pretty intensely, and he does sometimes get in the manager's face, but it isn't to the point that Jurgen Klopp goes, in my opinion. I think he just and then he, he accused Anthony Taylor after the game as well of using like unprofessional language or mm, something of that manner. Really? well to their credit came out and were like, look, we record every single word the referees say <laughs> during matches and we've reviewed all of it. And he acted in Dude. a professional manner the entire time. So we've got a little duel between them. I think Klopp's going to get a little punishment here. Um, um, imagine, but I don't think it'll be anything serious. Imagine you're the guy. Jurgen Klopp's a bad person for this. Imagine you're the guy that's sitting there on a Sunday afternoon, right? And you're like, man, what a game. Liverpool, four, Tottenham, three, crazy from end to end. And then you're watching the post-game interview. You have a job with the PMGOL, and you hear Jurgen Klopp say he used, you know, unprofessional language against me. You're sitting there full well knowing, oh, shit, I'm going to have to go listen to this whole thing back, aren't I? You're staying yep. up at least 90 minutes <laughs> later that night because you got to go back and listen to Anthony Taylor Talk to the assistants and players for 90 minutes. <laughs> oh, stop it, stop it. oh, as soon as his heart just sinks, he's like, shit, no, no, no. Not again. Not again, Jurgen, really? Um, but seriously, I, the, the other thing I need to mention is, if he's saying, really, we're going to talk about unprofessional behavior, you had a player that kicked a guy in the face and didn't get red carded. And we haven't talked about that yet. Like, yeah. what are we doing? You can't, you can't say the ref is being unprofessional in any matter, whether it's language, behavior, calls, whatever. When you had a person kick another person in the face, those are those calls are just so hit or miss. It's not quite a handball because they don't have it as much, obviously. But <clears throat> that one to me looked like it's a red card offense. I mean, 
studs in the face. He was bleeding. I get just ducking not, your head not down. Good. I get like Skip was heading down for the ball. His, his head is further down than it normally is. Jota's leg is far, far too high than what it normally should be for safe play. And go studs into somebody's face is just one of those where it's like, I feel like that's a red card. I'm watching on the TV. I feel like that's a red card. Okay, they gave him a yellow. They're going to go to VAR. And the VAR check was done quick. So they didn't want to get involved, I imagine, which we are seeing more and more of lately from VAR. They just don't want to get involved. We're going to get we're going to get into that in the United game a little bit, too. I want to. But I do think they're banking on it. Them making the call now. They're giving away yellow cards and saying, if it's a red, VAR will have my back. It's like, no, if it's a red, call it a red on the field. Yeah. I think if if you put your head below someone's chest, it's free game, but his head wasn't below his chest. Yeah, and then Liverpool fans were saying, well, Oliver Skip should have been sent off. He stamped on a guy on, I think it was Jota's ankle. Yeah, he went over the, the ankle. He got the ball first, to be fair to Oliver Skip. Was it a foul? Yeah. Was it a yellow? Probably. Was it a red? No. He didn't kick someone in the face. With his studs. Good Lord. Liverpool fans are crazy to me. They're, they're the best. Honestly, I'm going to say this, and this is the only time I'm going to say this. Liverpool fans, you're genuinely entertaining to me. Because you make me, you make emotions come out of me that I've never seen before. It's it's, it's genuinely a superpower. <laughs> it's a superpower. All right. All on the game of the season. All done with that. That was great. Incredible. Liverpool are in a top four race. 56 points. They're seven points off United. They are nine points off Newcastle, who we're going to get to, who look like they have secured top four um, just about. I think they have to get six points, seven points maybe more to secure top four in five games, which the way we've seen Newcastle playing looks like it'll happen. While Tottenham dropped down to six, they're on 54 points, level on points with Villa, two points clear of Brighton in eighth, who have three games in hand on Villa and Tottenham. It's crazy. They're still at three. Um, yes. Yeah. I was about to say, you heard that correctly. Yeah. We'll get to next ups um, at the end of this because everyone plays again midweek. So yes, that is we'll true. just talk about uh, the game. I don't think Tottenham does. Tottenham no, does not. Don't. No, because they've got a, the, they've played every single game. Oh, are we just looking at a makeup week then? Yes, we are. This, this midweek is a makeup week. Yeah. All right. Spurs play at home against Palace mm. at the weekend. And I believe Liverpool have a midweek game, do they not? Yes, they do. Liverpool Liverpool play midweek on Wednesday. Against Fulham. Fulham, yeah. Fulham it is. Um, okay. Move right along. What did we say? Ah, uh, City. Gosh. I really wanted to go to the United game for those United fans out there listening. I, I want to, but we got to talk about the title race. Manchester City 2, Fulham 1. Jace, are you believing any of the antics pregame from Pep Guardiola looking like he no, was about no, to face no. Goliath? No. Insane. It looked like he was about to face like his own 2009 Barcelona team. It's like, dude, you're playing Fulham without Mitrovic. Calm down. He's Yeah, and he was face. talking about De Bruyne's like being sick. Like, oh, we don't know when he's going to be back. Like, like, he'll be back next game. Dude, y'all had announced if he had like a serious illness. <laughs> The, the man probably has the flu. He's going to be back next week. <laughs> Good Lord. They would have announced that he had COVID even. So it's yeah, like, like he clearly has just, a cold. He's just got the flu or something. Like, yeah, he's fine. He's going uh, to be fine, and you're fine. Yeah, but, of course, De Bruyne out. So who do they bring in? None other than World Cup winner Julian Alvarez. Who he's scores so an good. absolute banger. He's so uh, good. In his place. It was De Bruyne-esque shot. Yeah, it was. Just, 
up and arching towards the corner, mm-hmm. right? Falls down at the exact right moment after it goes over the keeper. Uh, just I do want to say an unreal shot on the replay. If you guys want to go back and look at Julian Alvarez's absolute banger, look, there's a kid. I feel bad saying this. There is a child who is in a big blue shirt and he puts his hands up, say a, as if it had gone over and he just has to watch it go right in the top corner. It's a, it, I laughed. I'm a sicko for laughing, but it was funny. It was objectively funny because you can watch every other fan's face just go, oh my gosh, he's just hit an absolute banger on us. Absolute banger. And Julian Alvarez is incredible. We've been saying this all season. He needs to get more minutes. I was looking at this while I sent this to Jace this weekend um, because a long time ago, uh, as me and Jace have told you people plethora of times because we're never wrong and we always like to sit, brag about when we're right, Julian Alvarez should have been compared to Darwin Nunez last summer. There was a big comparison between Darwin Nunez and and Erling Holland. We said, no, 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 you're you should have been comparing him to a guy like Julian Alvarez. Now, Julian Alvarez has made 25 appearances in the league for City. He has eight goals and no assists yet. Uh, Darwin Nunez, 26 appearances, nine goals and three assists. So uh, what is that? Four. That's quick math for the people. Four goal contributions difference. He's only played 904 minutes in the league. Julian Alvarez says. That's insane. Yeah, a lot of those appearances are definitely substitute appearances. He has 17 substitute appearances out of his 25. That's crazy. They've got to find a way to get him in this 11. I saw uh, City fans calling for it this weekend. I agree. And it's tough because it's like, well, Mares has been on fire lately. Grealish has been playing Villa Grealish. Holland, come on. We're not going to take out De Bruyne and try and play a two-man. It's tough to fit him in. I get it. No, and you're not, I mean, all due respect to Grealish and Mares, but those guys are wingers. Julian Alvarez is operates centrally. He is much better when he has a chance to score because that's what he does. I mean, he's yeah. just, and then to me, that narrows it down to Holland and De Bruyne. You either play him behind <laughs> Holland or instead of Holland. Neither of those options are realistic. I think he works off the right you wing. You consider it. Yeah, I mean, he does, but like, I just think. You're wasting a guy like him. You are on the you wing, are. honestly. Like especially when you have a Mares who is literally a right. through and through touchline winger, ready to cut in. I and mean, you have Foden and Bernardo Silva, who can also exactly out there. It's just kind of crazy. They just have so many riches, and the Julian Alvarez deal is just exactly. We said it at the time. I'll say it again. It's the kind of deal that Pep has switched to a lot of times with this team. Yeah. He's there. They've gotten smart. Instead They're going of, straight to the source. I said that. Yeah. To my instead dad. of just going to Portugal and buying yes. the biggest big name money center Let's back get them or before whatever they go buying to in. that team. Let's get them when they're in Argentina and scoring buckets of goals and let's get them for very cheap. And he did. Yeah, that's the crazy thing. They plucked this guy straight out of Argentina. Like he was playing in um, the Argentinian league a year and a half ago. Can you tell me who the last guy they was that, that they plucked out of the Argentinian league, Jace? Oh, no, it wasn't. Aguero was at Atletico Madrid. Yeah, he came to Madrid. Yeah, see, they are getting better at it, though. Look at that. Um, They did struggle here a little bit. It wasn't like it was easy as can be, i.e. the last, you know, what? what, How many games are we at now? 11? 12? I think this is eight straight victories, nine straight victories, something like that. Um, 12 in all competitions. Probably unbeaten, yeah. 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 but yeah, I mean, as we kind of predicted, like they were not going to play as well as they did against Arsenal. That's just not, it's impossible to get up to that level. First of all, like just hypedness. And I mean, it was pretty much a perfect game, but 
they didn't need it. Like, that's the thing. Uh, Tim yeah. Ream broke his arm, which was a huge blow for Fulham. He's out yeah. for the season. Yeah. Andres Pereira. Uh, yeah. Uh, season. Yeah. I don't know when Andres Pereira is going to come back. That injury looked real bad. Um, real so bad. they didn't need their A game. And that's no. the frustrating thing. Yeah. Someone who wants them to drop points is they just did not need it. It's uh, so sad. It's so they sad. don't make that dumb foul early and get oh, Holland yeah. a free shot from the penalty spot. Then, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they can get a point out of this. But it was fine from City. Nothing to write home about. They'll look to be much better against West Ham midweek. Yeah. And Erling Holland seemed crying uh, on the field this week because it was the year anniversary of Mina Raiola passing away. Um, and, you know, never did I expect to see a player crying about Mina Raiola, to be honest with you. And credit to Holland and apparently Mina Raiola, who had a, who I think I always knew had a great relationship with his players and his players came far before any club that they played for. The problem was at United that kind of hurt me a lot and we were on opposing sides. So um, it was weird to see Holland emotional on the field, though. Uh, I'm used to him. Yeah, they loved Mina. He just they did. Yeah. Happened to. Um, ask for absurd, like put in transfer HGPs. requests. Put in transfer yeah. requests for Pogba before uh, before our last before Champions League group stage game, <laughs> or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, not great, but nonetheless, good for City, uh, good for Holland. Congratulations, fifty goals in all competitions, and and I'm getting the oh, he's not a good footballer though. Come on, shut the f- like seriously, shut the hell up, please. <laughs> No one shut wants up, to you hear idiot. it. Please shut up. He's really good. He and you know what? He's really good on the ball. No one's done that in the Premier League before. No, by the way, no. Ronaldo's highest ever in all comps was forty-two oh seven oh eight, and I thought that was alien at the time to me. And now we're seeing this guy with a chunk of the game, a chunk of his games to go. He's got three competitions he's still left in. Five games left in the Premier League, actually six, I think, for them. Six games left in the Premier League. He's got a Champions League final and FA Cup final. He, no, he, minimum two Champions League games, semifinal. Oh, my gosh. I should put them in the final. You're right. Yeah. He, oh, my gosh. He's going to get to 60-65 with ease. Yeah. He's Remember when Messi scored minutes. 92? Yeah. That was international goals, too. But Yeah, that was that was just not real. That wasn't that wasn't a real human. Being. It just puts it, a season like this that Holland is having that is just so incredible. It puts into perspective how good Messi and Ronaldo were. Yeah, because <laughs> no, we're going like, oh my gosh, Holland Ronaldo hit 50 was goals. 70 plus. Yeah, they were doing season, this like... every year. Ronaldo did get 80 one year. Um, I, 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 young Dylan had the take that his his 80 plus goal season was better than Messi's 90 something. Uh, young Dylan was at times a little biased. Let's just leave it at that. Uh okay. Anything else on this, Chase? That's it. We already said Fulham have oh, Liverpool yeah. midweek and City have West Ham. Yep. Both those teams having midweek games to make up. Manchester City take the lead of the league for the first time since September. I, I saw that today. February. What? When they won at Arsenal, they took the lead, and then oh. I think they immediately went on a little bit of a shaky run, like drew a game or two. Just and then the, league, the games in hand stuff started happening because yes, we were out of right. the FA Cup after right. losing to them and all that. Okay. All right. Well, I did see a stat that you, if City were to go on to win the league, this would be the team that has had the lead of the league the most um, of a season and not won. 
that sucks. I don't think it helps that all the games were always in our hand. Because no, it didn't. We lost in every didn't. freaking cup competition. Look at what's happening to Tottenham now. They're, they've got they've got uh, Brighton with three games in hand on them and two points off. <laughs> like it's screwed. Um, yeah, normally I'm a games in hand guy or points in hand, but like yes. you have to win those points or <laughs> the hell yeah. does it matter? Yeah, it doesn't matter at that point. Yeah, exactly. Um, not to be not to you know put even more salt in that wound, Jace. But second was also Arsenal. When like. 708 07-08, 71% of the season. This yeah. was you would have 93% this year. That is insane. That's pretty good. That's pretty hey, Jace, you get a 93 on a test. You happy or are you mad? You're happy. You're happy. Yeah, but what if you have to get um <laughs> what if all that matters is the last <laughs> question? <laughs> yeah, uh, nope, nope. That's right. And you missed that one, I think. Um, we'll see. Uh all right. We're going to take our episode break here. We went a little longer than I expected with um, the Tottenham, Liverpool, and City Fulham getting a little sidetracked. Who cares? You guys love it. We'll get into the United game after this, and then we're going to get into relegation stuff because the rest of these games are pretty straightforward. Um, getting into the relegation scrap, very interesting, a very interesting and fun game today, Everton and Leicester. So we'll get into all that after the break. Okay. Welcome back. Double J weekend review. Let's get into the United game. United one, Villa nil. Oh, good Lord, Bruno Fernandez, I love you so. But goodness, this game should have been over far earlier. Please, we need a striker in the summer. Please, God, please, Harry Kane, please. Yeah, but at the same time, this defense as at home is really something Beast. else. Beast. I mean, what, what is it? Ten clean sheets, eight goals. Yeah, we have uh, uh, we have more clean sheets at Old Trafford than we do goals conceded at Old Trafford in the league this season. That's a fun stat to have. I, I Jace, you are right. Great stat. And Sean Lindelof and Kaisemira back to God. Kaisemira back to his best. Just when all these United fans were going on this, oh well, I think we need to go. You know, Kaisemira hasn't looked the same. Do we need to look at? Uh? No, shut up, shut your mouth, and watch a five times Champions League winner do what he needs to do. Goodness. Yeah, I think Lindelof is so much better with Shaw and Casemiro yeah, in there. Um, I think he's earning himself that backup. Yeah, yes. Uh, right He'll back there next season. for next season. He's definitely yeah. going to get to stay. And I think deservedly so. And my God, Luke Shaw at left back. Is just, I thought he was even good against Spurs. And yeah. he's just really good at that position. I mean, I'm. if you didn't have Lissandro, if it was still last year's options, I literally think he would you would go into next season with him as uh, center back yeah left side center back we would literally have him as our left side center back the best part about this weekend too was ten Hag started telling him like and Malassia both hey switch it especially when we have the ball like if you have the ball luke you can carry the ball out into the left back position Malassia can shift in and it worked really well it worked really well and Casemiro this weekend he makes every single player around him better I'm talking from front to back. He makes every single player around him better. I think there's a, if he could speak very good English, I would say he should be the captain next year. I would say it'd be a dead certain, but, and with Fernandez getting a lot of the captaincy this year, his leadership, he's going to have it next year. Kaisemir, there's no doubt he'll be a vice captain though. He's going to be vice captain without a doubt. I think it has to be, he has to be because you look at the help he gives guys like Erickson, who, listen, I love Christian Erickson. He does not like defending. 
He doesn't. He'll he'll openly admit. If we had Christian Erickson on the podcast right now, he would openly admit not the favorite thing to do. Not his favorite thing to do is defend. Having a guy like Tyson Mira back there who says, don't worry, don't worry, let me let me clean up. Every single time is incredible to have. And when Kaiser Mira, I think, has guys like Martinez and Varane behind him, like Shaw and the Lindelof we're getting behind him, it makes him even play better. And we're starting to see this back line starting to form at United, where it's whatever group is in there, if you're a part of, a, of that group, you're going to have to go out there and play to the expectation. And that's Martinez and Varane right now. And Maguire hasn't lived up to it. So what is what has Ten Hag done? Let's go find four that will live up to it. Shaw, Lindelof, Dallow, Malassia have all lived up to it, especially this game. Especially this game. Tottenham could have been better. But I don't think that was really on them. I don't really think that was on them. And the away form is a bigger yes, it's problem away form than, just, than just like that one game individually or these four guys. That's a problem from Ten Hag down to the academy guys that train with the team. I mean, it's just an issue. Yes. I, I also, it's, a, it's a quality issue. I think you need better quality when you're on the road. You need players that are going to go and do what they can at home on the road. We're just not there yet as a squad. And you can see it. This game, we dominated Villa. Dominated them, in my opinion. Villa had some good chances. Don't get me wrong. Ollie Watkins was still around. But I think Villa fans would say that's our worst game that we've played in a bit. In a bit. It's the first time they haven't scored under Unai. I definitely think they would call that their worst game. And did it take Victor Lindelof clearing it off the line that looked like it was a goal to me at first? Yes. Yes. But regardless, keep a clean sheet at home. Win the game. Now, should we have won it by more? Sure. Is Rashford a striker? No. He's not. We've said it a hundred times. It's just like he can do it for a game or two, but then, I don't know, he gets tiring. They figure out his tricks again. Like, he can't. Just, he, he's not a guy that can he's not his as back effective. to goal and turn and beat a man. He's a guy who's going to face you up. His back to, now, don't get me wrong, his back to goal play this season, I think, has been a lot better. He can hold off guys now a lot better. But, on the wing, he is so much more effective in being able to square up a guy and run right at him, use his tricks, use his pace, use his finishing. It's where he's his best. It is. And listen, Sancho was a lot better than we've seen him last game and the game before. A lot better. But Rashford's not a striker. And if we're having to suit Sancho to this, I think there's going to be a lot of moving pieces next season as far as the formation goes. I think we will see Jaden Sancho in more of a number 10 role next year because Rashford not working up top. He's not a right winger either. He does not work off the right. We've said that too. He's a left forward. He's a left-sided forward, not a striker. And he'll work well yeah. with Harry Kane. And he'll work really right well with now, Harry Kane. Yeah, it would work well with Harry Kane. Um, but right now, I th- all that Tenog's doing is just trying to get top four. Like, yeah, no, he's like, let's he's just trying to get to the end of the, the season. What, what's the best possible way to beat <laughs> yeah. Aston Villa? Like, after this game, what's the best possible way to beat whoever y'all play midweek. Like, yeah. I mean, that's just, you're right. That's where we're at at this and, point. And Rashford was in over the top about a million times. They're playing this high line villa. D- don't really get that against Marcus Rashford. Bold. He got in a couple times, touched him down a couple times. It is what it is. The hate he got from some United fans after that game is despicable. I know some people might not have seen it, but there are United fans literally going on, oh, you can't say anything about Rashford. You can't say anything about Rashford because he's their golden boy and he doesn't create. He doesn't do anything. Yeah, Martial's better. Okay. 
one. This is a guy that has scored almost what well, he's at 30 now, I believe. Almost, if not 30 goals in all competitions for us this year. I think it's 31. You really that's the guy we're gonna go after right now? Over the last couple games. That's the guy? No. I'm not allowing that. That's not gonna happen. No. Wrong. Don't listen to that type of stuff. It's it, it is people looking for attention, and you shouldn't give it to them. I'm giving it to them, but you're giving me your attention. See, that's different. That makes me okay. Marcus Rashford right now is one of, like I've said all season, the five most important players to United, and he ain't four or five. He ain't. He's hugely, hugely important. The fact he was able to get in behind gave Sancho more space, gave Bruno more space on the right, gave the midfielders more space. I think that's insane to me. Jason, that'd be crazy to you. If someone started, you 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 lose a game and someone's going, oh, really, is Martinelli all that? It's like, are you kidding no, it, me? The same thing happened with Bukayo after the, uh, not Southampton. West Ham? Uh, the West Ham the game. Yeah, yes. because he played bad. And I came on here and I was like, yeah, he didn't have a great game, whatever. We move on. Like, he's been incredible all season. They're not going to have 10 has out bad of 10s. Games. Yes. You're not going to have 10 out of 10s every single game. You're not. Literally and, not even Erling Holland does that. No. Holland wasn't great the weekend. He wasn't. But guess what? Yeah, he, he still just scored got his goal. goal because they got a penalty. <laughs> yeah. Still scored. And you know, and City still won. I, I, I There's a lot of this thing of, I'm going to say a player who's clearly playing good is overhyped or overrated to get attention these days. I can promise you that will not be coming from us. Erling Holland yeah. is good. Marcus Rashford is having the season of his life right now. That's all you need to know. That's it. Bukayo Saka is having the season of his life right now. That's it. And you got the win. Let the manager deal with the criticisms of the three yeah, points. Exactly. Like, you're a fan. Let yeah. He knows Rashford could have been better. He'll tell him that. Like, yeah, and Rashford knows it. It's simple as that. <laughs> Rashford was sitting there going, damn it, after every time he had a mistouch or after every time it was played over the top and he was in, couldn't get there. He was upset with himself, I think, more than anything. But at the same time, he doesn't need to be because he's had such a good season. United have had a very good season. People are going to, again, oh, your standards are at the floor. Yes, they are. Yes, they are, big man. My standards are at the floor. And that's fine because we played well. We beat I a Villa team that was scorching. Fans. Seriously. Like, a lot of these a lot of these oh. clubs fans need a humbling and to need to reassess where they are or where they were like a year ago. Like we Arsenal fans been... acting like winning the title is like, or not winning the title is like, the worst thing ever. It's like we haven't won the title <laughs> in almost twenty years, bro. Like, what is? You we're been... way better than we were last year. We're way, way better than we were two years ago. Fans it's... forget back to back eighth place seasons so quickly. Do you remember how yeah. bad it was being an Arsenal fan in that December run where you play? You were playing Chelsea, and I forget who what that that December to January run where they were losing every game. You really think this is a work? Nah, no, yeah, no. And There's it's the same growth. thing with with United. It's it is. this is growth. It you can't build what Pep built at City and what Klopp built at Liverpool overnight. No. It's just not how it works. No. And uh, do I think United are on the right path? Yes. Do I think Arsenal are on the right path? Yes. And both clubs are on the right path. Newcastle on the right path. Do I think that it's going to be immediate? Do I think it was going to be this season? No. Do I think it's going to be next season? Yes. Like Absolutely. would you rather be Spurs or Chelsea? <laughs> Or would you rather be Arsenal or United? Like, think about, like, exactly if you're a fan, like, of genuinely 
I can tell you right now. You're getting little legitimately upset about these seasons. Yeah. Would you rather be a Spurs or Chelsea? We're, we're really getting upset because Rashford had one bad game, and we're saying this is like a this is a reason United will be never be successful is because Marcus Rashford had one bad game. Come on, let's grow up a little bit. Let's look at the bigger picture. We were the again the worst United side in Premier League history last year. Not good. Not good. It's growing and it's growing in the right direction. And I'm going to defend this team, this manager and Marcus Rashford until they're not at the club anymore, to be honest with you. All right. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. I got one thing on Villa. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got to move straight past this. Spurs oh, are completely yeah. falling apart. Brighton yeah. coming with their games in hand. They really need to get a lot of wins if they want to be in Europe. I don't know if it's going to be realistic for them at this point. I think they really needed to get something out of this game. Yeah, they have um, tough games to end the season. Yeah, they've got Wolves hard games. Away, Tottenham, yeah. and then, Liverpool away. Like, there's only again, there's only three spots available, and Liverpool's damn sure taking one of them. Yeah, so Liverpool are going to get Europa League. I think that was essentially confirmed this weekend, unless they their home their or their away form comes back to rear its ugly head again. I didn't say this. I want to say it. I'll leave it for winners. I'll put them on my winners. Never mind. I'll say it when I put them on my winners. Um. Good result for United. The three points, I told this to my dad. I said, I don't get, we could have played like terrorists out there. If we got three points, I would have said, great game. Great game. (laughs) Because this was one of those where it was like, all right, the midweek, you could have probably secured yourself top four. This is one of those, we got to keep the distance, right? We have to win this game to keep the distance. We did. 1-0, good result. United in fourth on 63 points. They are, like I said, seven points clear of Liverpool. Now, uh, there is some math to be done here. And for the people at home that are a little bit slower at it, I'll give it to you just straight up. United need nine points to secure Champions League next season. They need three wins or two wins and three draws. Yep, that works out too. Boom. And there's a and bunch that, of other combos too. But. I don't think so. I was trying. That's where I was going with the after that. Oh, wait, I, no, there's, there's not, not, not enough games enough left. Games. Yeah, yeah, I think that's actually right. the only way we can do it. So if you're a United fan, Put that on your on your wall. Three wins and or two wins and three draws. Okay, perfect. Now Villa yeah. in seventh. Europa. They're in the Conference League qualification now on fifty four points. They're level on points with Tottenham with a two worst goal difference. Um, yeah. Okay. Chase next ups. Uh, United have Brighton away on Thursday. That L. will likely be tough. Um. And then Aston Villa are away to Wolves. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, I just mentioned that. Molyneux, tough place. All right, should we get in the relegation? Six-pointers slash Bournemouth safe officially to even probably themselves at this point, not just to double J. Bournemouth four, leads one. Good Lord, leads suck. They are atrocious. They're um, terrible. That opt-up predictor thing now has Bournemouth at a 0% chance to get relegated. There would have to be a whole lot of chaos. So congratulations to them. Full credit, Bournemouth. Dylan was wrong. Yeah, I was wrong. They came to play, um, but really the story here is Leeds. They are truly, truly awful. And I mean, I don't even know. It looked like they were trying to play a back three or back three variation, whatever you want to call it, with McKinney and Rocco. Holding just idiotic, idiotic. Um, just dumb, and switching up tactics in a relegation fight never works. The players aren't good enough to play in the formation they played all season. You really want to change it? 
What? Yeah, it just doesn't make in a, in an important, super important game <laughs> yeah. like this. And I've have seen some U.S. fans trying to excuse Weston McKinney. No, because like looking like he doesn't care. Like, no. yeah, he got shafted. They brought him in, and then they immediately sacked Jesse. Like literally, like a week later. Um, but he's like a pro and should be trying to save this team. They're paying his wages. I mean, what the? No, it's bad. Hell it's is bad. he doing out there? It's real honestly. Bad. It is real bad, and that's the reason. If you want to get down into the nitty-gritty of why I go club over country is because we have the United States as national team fans have fans like this where a guy, guy is clearly not performing, doesn't want to be where he is, very obviously, and is in a relegation fight where there are fans fighting for their lives. They're going to work five days a week, and Saturday they're just hoping Leeds can pick up something at this point. They ain't because of the lack of effort from a lot of these guys. And it's pretty embarrassing. It's not just Weston McKinney. It's a lot of them. And it's embarrassing. It really is. Um, the back line is terrible. Caulk is terrible. Melier, Jace, I know we had that uh, thing of he's a good keeper. He's just got a bad defense in front of him. My God, these last couple weeks, these last not, three weeks. Dude, not been good. Not been they good. They really need to try and cash in this summer. I know yeah. he's still young and he makes some good saves, but. I feel like he just makes so many mistakes. Ever since we had that discussion of, we think there's a keeper in there, but this defense is crap, but he's got to do a little bit more. He has not been good. He hasn't been good. And naturally, Patrick Bamford scored for Leeds in a 4-1 loss. Naturally. Absolutely dog in midweek, and then he goes and scores in a goal that just means nothing. Yeah, means absolutely nothing. It's, I like don't even know what to say about Leeds at this point. They're without a doubt the third one of the three worst teams in the league. Um, oh, I wouldn't be surprised if they end up in 19th when this is all said and done. I wouldn't either. They cannot like function as a system. Nope. They can't stop you from scoring. If it's not Harrison or Rodrigo or occasionally Bamford, they're not getting goals. Their midfielders aren't contributing anything. I don't nope. count Harrison as a midfielder. You can if you want. He's more of a winger. Yeah, just a winger slash attacking player for me. Um but it's bad. It's just they're down in the dumps, and we've been saying it for weeks. They're not going to save themselves. Um, we've had a little report today. I guess we can get into that. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Looks like Javi Garcia is going to be sacked, and big Sam Allardyce is mm. oh my, the favorite to take over. Oh, um, my, oh, my. It didn't go well at West Brom last time nope. we tried this. I believe they were in 19th and went 18th down. when he took over. They obviously went down. So, I mean, it's they're pulling a 2016 stick. Yeah, we have four games left. Can Big Sam get literally like four points? Yes. And we're probably safe. So I don't think Uh, it's going to work. I truly think they're bad enough. I like legitimately think if Nottingham Forest can beat Southampton at the weekend, then they might be safe with those three points. I mean, Uh, I think they are. I genuinely I said think this, Leeds won't pick up another point the rest of the year. I said this about Southampton in September, and I ended up looking like an idiot because they beat Tommy T's Chelsea like literally the week after I said it, mm-hmm. that they weren't going to get a point for the rest of the month. I really think it's possible Leeds get at most one point for the rest of the season. There is just nothing. There's nothing they're, there. And I don't they're know losing what every game. going to like sit with. Like they're the, losing every game. If you they invite have, pressure, you're oh, going to yeah, get screwed. smoked. There's a yes. reason Jesse was all out press. Let's try and score some damn goals because he knew they if they sat, they were going to get smoked. Leads blow leads. Leads blow leads. We've been saying blow that since leads. September. September. 
We knew the play style that Marsh was playing was right. We said it was harsh when we came on here. And look who you got left in your final four games. City on the road. It's your next game. City on the road. I don't even... Dude, they could hang double digits. If, If City really tried, they'd get to double digits. It's coming from a guy who's hung six and seven this season. So trust me, I know what it feels like. Newcastle at home. Newcastle. They could hang five. Hang five with ease. West Ham on the road. And they finish with Tottenham, who just might not give a crap, but still I think Leeds are so bad, and Harry Kane's going to want to have one last game in front of the Tottenham fans, they'll lose that one too. They're not getting a point the rest of the year. I think if it's going to come down now to what do Forrest, Everton, and Leicester do with the rest of their seasons. That's what it's down to. Because other than that, I mean, Leeds are that bad. They are that bad. I think They truly are. They deserve to be relegated. Like, I know who deserves to be relegated doesn't always get relegated. They're in a terrible run of form. They were somewhat fine at the beginning of the season. I think they got as high as ninth or 10th early on, but like they legitimately are one of the three worst teams in the league. I mean, I'm tired of watching them. Like they are not not, good. They're not enjoyable. And you keep, but when we do predictions, you're having to like stop yourself from picking draws because you like some of the American players, but they're just annoying. They're crap. Not to play the American players, but the whole team is just crap. And I'd say that right now, Southampton are a better team than them. Everton are a better team than them. Forrest are a better team than them. Leicester are a better team than them. I'm not kidding you. Like Southampton over the whole season, they've probably been better than them. But over the last like two months, Southampton at least fought against some teams. They showed some amount of balls. What have Leeds really I mean, done? They've just practically done nothing. Since the Jesse Marsh sacking, really since the World Cup. They beat uh, Forest 2-1. They hung five to Palace after that. They hung six to Liverpool after that. A 2-1 loss to Fulham. 1-1 draw against Leicester where you shouldn't really have been in. And then you hang four to Bournemouth, who I said had a championship roster in November. That's bad. That's real bad. Like that, the, we said that your season comes down to a couple of these games coming up, and you have thrown it away. I think even Leeds fans will know that they're probably going down after this weekend. It's sad. Yeah. It sucks because Leeds I mean, are a big club. But when you make the they decisions put out you a make, huge, like they're like little, their fan board or whatever, like was just straight up like, we have no confidence in <laughs> the player oh recruitment, oh the coaching staff. Uh, like, I don't know if they included ownership, but like, I mean, they just ripped them. They were yeah, like, deserved. we want everyone sacked immediately. They went all the way back to, I believe it was Bielsa sacking, I think, or maybe the transfer window before that. Like anyone involved with anything then needs to be sacked. <laughs> I mean, it was just like fire every employee. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's such a, you know, your football club's being run perfectly when the fan support group comes up with a letter saying fire every single person. Good job, people. Really good stuff. Uh, Leeds, yeah. as we said, sit in 17th. They should be in 19th. They really should, people. If Everton and Forrest could pick up the points they should be picking up, I think they would be. Um, and I think they no, will be. No, they're getting lucky. The they're not saving them. They're being saved by yes. Everton and Forrest right and, now. And uh, they're on the same goal difference as uh, Forrest, or on the same points as Forrest with a eight better goal difference. They officially, after this weekend, have the worst defensive record in the league. They've eclipsed Bournemouth, who, again, hung nine to Liverpool. That's just downright embarrassing. Um, Embarrassing. 
67 Terrible. goals conceded, 43 scored. That's bad. I'm real bad. All right. Uh, meanwhile, Bournemouth. Oh, look at that. Chase, do you know who Bournemouth are on level points with? They might be on level points with the team they play this weekend at home, Chelsea. They are on level points with the team they play this weekend at home, Chelsea. <laughs> you know, I texted you this. I'm not afraid to say it publicly. Look, okay. we've, Arsenal have likely lost the title at this point. I think everyone can agree on that. <laughs> this we is will, about to be some okay, – before like, you say, this is copium at its finest degree. Go ahead. Yes. <laughs> I will be so mad if we give Chelsea a point tomorrow. Like, genuinely <laughs> livid. Like, I want the three points. I want to keep the pressure on City. Dude, but if we give Chelsea something, I may be more pissed than, the like, the Southampton draw. Like, I'm, I'm going to be livid. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Yeah, they're really because I mean, the dream is alive. The dream is a literally alive. They were we're about to get into it. Let's go ahead and do it now. Brentford yeah. two, Leeds Forest City. One. Obviously, you already said yeah. that. Yes, Brentford two, Forest one. Chelsea fans rejoice. Your rival drop points. Yeah, and not good. You know, <laughs> in for a Forest, way. just yeah, brutal for way. Forest. They take the lead just before half. Danilo scores. Get all the way to the 82nd, and Ivan Tony scores a free kick where the wall just completely lets Kaylor Navas down. Uh, they let the ball through, and obviously he can't see it until it gets through the wall. And at that point, he can't get to the ground quick enough because it's Ivan Tony. He, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even if it's at the wall, he placed it where he wanted to place it. Yep. So yeah, just in. that is just like pretty ridiculous to let up and then of course after that the pressure started coming on then Danilo goes off injured they don't have any subs so they're down to 10 men and De Silva gets just a heart ripping out stoppage time winner and they needed something there they really needed to take advantage of this opportunity Brentford did not look like they cared much no. before the free kick goal went in nope, and they didn't that brought them back into it oh. and then once it was 10 men like continued pressure it was it was just a like pretty obvious that they were going to get a winner, and and everyone knows my love for Forest. Um, I just think they're one of those teams that they're an old time team. They're one of the few teams that's won the freaking European Cup. People forget that Brian Clough leading them from Championship or at the time the first or second division to a Champions League is insane. And I think a club of that stature should be in the league. It sucks. If they go down and Leeds don't, something's wrong. Something's wrong because they're playing and they're playing and they're playing and get screwed over like this. I think the injury, had he not, had Danilo not getting hurt, I think they hold on to a point. Now, with that being said, I genuinely think you need to pick up four points and you probably save yourself. I completely agree with that. And like you, the game against Southampton is a 100% must win. And Southampton are still clinging on to hope. It's not going to be easy, but yeah. they absolutely have to win this game. We've gone over the schedule. It ain't easy. Uh, um, I've grown on it. I've grown it gets a little it. bit. It gets a little bit easier. They've gone through a lot of the tough games. I think they have sure. one hard game left, and that's Arsenal. They've got Southampton, who realistically, I mean, they might show. They show. I mean, they're at home too. You know, that might be the yeah. best crowd since the first game. Back in the league and Ooh, it's a twenty odd night. years. It's a Monday like, night. It's a Monday night. Ooh. It's going to be electric in there. And you gotta think that I don't mean to be like previewing this game, but that could get into some of the young Southampton players' heads. But anyway, 
back to their position and just this game in general. I mean, I say this a ton, but you just got to move on. It's yeah. too late in the season. You, you have a super important like, game. Oh, man, we dropped three points because we conceded in the last 10 minutes. You have to go beat the crap out of Southampton. No remorse, no survivors. Either they die or you do, and you ain't going to be the one first. All right? And That's what you, you play think. Saturday. You played Saturday, and you don't play them again until Monday. You have so much eight time. full days to prep for this. Like, yeah. So I just hope they can go out there and do something. But, yeah, this game in general – I mean, Brentford get another win, meaningless win for them. There, <laughs> they are where they're going to be. Yeah, somewhere it's, between it's, ninth and eleventh. It's hilarious watching Brentford, Fulham, and Palace just kind of have this seasons, the end of the seasons they're having. Because just like guys, do we really need to? And at this point, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's secured. Um, Palace are not going to finish in twelfth. Chase, we'll get to them here in a second. Uh, Brentford in ninth on fifty points. Forest in 18th, as we said, on 30, level on points with Leeds, one point clear of Everton, and six clear of Southampton, who are most likely down. Okay. Should we get into Palace? Yeah. Palace West Ham? That was a banger. Just a banger of a game on the 630 that I said I wasn't going to wake up for, and for sure did not wake up for. Palace 4, West Ham 3. Holy hell, Dylan, wake up. Yeah, what a game. What a game. Palace get two goal leads twice. Um, West Ham get it back to one twice, but they just couldn't couldn't get it in for the draw. But yeah, just a great game. Where the hell have these goals been though? I don't West know. Ham couldn't score three goals to save the life of them. Now they've done it once in uh, Conference League and four goals in the league, and then three goals in the league. Like yeah, and guys. Palace hadn't scored more than one goal since uh, New Year's Eve before Hodgson came in. Yeah, crazy, crazy what Roy's doing. He saved them. He could probably go ahead and peace out now if he wants to take an early summer. Um, they're in 11th. They probably aren't going to finish 12th, which is crazy uh, because Chelsea are that bad. Chelsea are genuinely that bad. Um, and any given opportunity to clown Chelsea, we will take. Don't you Don't you worry. We will take that chance. But I want to herald the job that both these managers have done. We have clowned David Moyes. West Ham are most likely – they're safe. I'm going to go ahead and say they're I safe. I agree. It's and between the five teams now. It's between the five teams now. Or and really to, four. Southampton's down. Go out there and show the fight that they did, where, like Jay said, it was, it was you know, they got it down to a two-goal lead twice. Show some amount of balls. You have some amount of fight to where you've gone in there and you said, okay, we're not just going to roll over. It doesn't matter that we're safe. No, no, no. None of that. We're going to actually fight here. And I thought that showed some amount of uh goodness towards David Moyes and what he's what he's trying to do towards the end of the season, probably the end of his tenure at yeah. West Ham. I think they know this is the end. I give David Moyes a ton of credit for looking himself in the mirror and realizing the way they've been playing for three quarters of the season legitimately might get them relegated and changing that and mm-hmm. starting to just sit more, basically. Yep. And it's worked. Um, they picked up enough points, I think, at least. I don't see them getting dragged back into this for sure. No, I don't either. But yeah. The players are clearly fighting for him. They don't want to finish. I mean, no. they're obviously going to be bottom half, but yeah. like they're going to want to push themselves. They don't want to be the guys that are next up. They don't want to be yeah. the 16 or 17 team. They don't. Um, they want to have some amount of momentum going into next season. Regardless if they lose, I think it was good to see some fight. Okay. Anything else? That's it. 
banger. Crystal Palace in 11th, as we said, 40 points. They're five points off 10th place West Ham. They're one point clear of 12th place Chelsea. <laughs> um, meanwhile, West Ham, 15th, 34 points. They're four points clear of Leicester, four points clear of Leeds, four points clear of Nottingham Forest in 18th. All right. Let's get to Newcastle. Newcastle three, Southampton one. Callum Wilson, I am sorry. I am sorry, Callum Wilson. I was wrong. Yeah, he's quietly up to 15 goals this year in the league. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know. To go, along, to go along with Isak's 10. So they've got quite the duo up top. But this game reminded me so much of West Ham away to Arsenal, where Arsenal down 1-0 at half, but literally no worry in the world. No. And yeah. I, this was the same thing. Newcastle down 1-0 at half. And they managed to get three second half goals. They were not dropping points here. No, they were I... throwing numbers forward. They were going to win this game, and Southampton were helpless. Honestly, um, very coincidental. Uh, I'm not going to make the you know connect the dots here. All I'm going to say is Callum Wilson came on for a certain someone 45 minutes into the game, and Newcastle ended up winning after that. Let me guess, Anthony Gordon. Anthony Gordon, Jace, you were right. Anthony Gordon, Jace will connect those dots for me so I can slander him. Um, he was fine again today. Again, he is nowhere near what Newcastle standards are going to be, I don't think. Um, the rest of the no. team, that bat. That and he's going to have to do a lot of work with him this summer. Yeah. Uh, Joe Willick's a beast. Bruno Gmarish is a beast. Callum Wilson is a beast. And our criticisms when they were not scoring goals to blame Callum Wilson. I don't think we really blamed Callum Wilson. We said you should start Isak a little bit more. He started to do that, and it started to work for Newcastle. And now Callum Wilson's getting a little bit of rest, which I think is helping him. And he's scoring goals. And this Newcastle team really right now, Jason, I'm going to say something really mean. They could I'm finish second, dude. They could finish second. Yeah, they're only 10 points back now. If you guys uh, just fall asleep at the wheel the rest yeah. of this and don't and really plus care. plus they play each other. And you play each other. Yeah. I didn't want to. I didn't want to bring it up, but that could happen, and Gary Neville could end up being right in the wrong way where he said United would finish second, it's actually going to be Newcastle. I don't think it'll happen. I don't think it will either. You'd have to really fall asleep at the wheel. Yeah, you'd have to yeah. literally lose, I think. I mean, we're talking about multiple lo- multiple losses. Yes, and I don't think we see that happening with Arsenal. I think they're still going to be fighting. Mikel's talked about it this week. They're still fighting. So, And we'll get into Arsenal-Chelsea here at the end of these previews. Um, but Newcastle without Allen St. Maximin still being able to score three, still looking good, is just something that has to make – Eddie Howe going into the summer transfer window feel incredible. Um, guys like uh, Jacob Murphy, who I don't think played the greatest this weekend, but Jacob Murphy and Joe Ellington like region are like a complete, complete 180 in their players type or even play style, or whatever you want to say. They were crap and now they're really good. That shows that I think Eddie Howe's going to have some momentum of like, it doesn't really matter who we bring in. It does, but the team that we have in there now, not just the 11, the team we have in there now have standards higher than they've ever had before. And some of these players that, you know, Jacob Murphy's never been at a, a club that's fighting for top four. He hasn't been. Joe Willick, same way. He's young, but same way. He was at Arsenal, and I don't think he was really playing. So these guys in the team have created standards that Eddie Howe is going to hold them up to. And they're living up to them every single week right now. They look like the second best team in the league to me right now. That's not he's got to he's just like just how good them relaxed. Yes, like yeah, does. they just don't seem to go out there and play with pressure. And yeah, I did. They were piling on. Yes, but that was because they wanted to win the damn game, not because like they felt the pressure of 
they needed they were going to lose or anything. I just think he's doing a really damn good job. You talk about easing the pressure too. He's throwing damn burn out there at left back all season. He looks calm as could be. He's the calmest guy in the place. Yeah, I think they're going to spend some money on left back. Yeah, they might go this it, summer. Yeah, Fabian Share having the season of his life. Do I see that continuing? Probably not. I'd expect they try and move Burn inside. Same time, you got two. I think it, when I they know. when they secure Champions League, they're going to spend Champions League money this summer for the first time. Yep, it'll be really cool to see the Saudi private investment fund just blow some stacks this summer. It's going to be beautiful to watch. Okay. Newcastle sit in third, 65 points, two points clear of United, 10 points back of Arsenal, and 11 points back of league leader City. That is crazy. They're 11 points off City compared to where they were in December time last year. Meanwhile, oh, there it is. Forgot who they played. Southampton, bottom. We've already talked about this. Six points clear from safety. They're relegated. Okay. One game? Two games. Let's get to the other relegation game today. Leicester 2, Everton 2. What a game under the lights at the King Power. Classic Jamie Vardy. Classic Alex Awobi. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, this was I'm gonna, an insane I'm start that. game. Yeah, it was. Really good game. Highest XG of the season. Ooh. Obviously, this is Leicester and Everton, so they did not convert all of those. <laughs> yeah. And, and specifically, Dominic, specifically Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Everton should have won this game. He had a tap-in. Um, I don't, and we don't love XG too much, but it, the as XG a, for that goal, specific, that shot specifically was 0.88. As a forward, I'm going to that defend Dominic Calvert Lewin. I'm going to defend him a little bit here. It was a chance he should have finished off. Yes. The deflection when your foot is already in the air, the deflection that comes off Soyunku, when you've already removed your foot from the ground, it is very difficult to be able to change yeah, is. your foot's. But he's got to Angle. open it up a little bit more. Like he's a yeah. professional number nine. You're I know it. Off. Like it's hard, but when the keeper is on the extreme left side of the goal, yes. like he you should know that yeah. opening his foot up just even a little bit from that close, it's going to fire in. Yeah. But regardless, it was a fine point for both of them. I think it hurts Everton more because of the goal difference. Yeah, it does. Uh, situation, but yeah, I mean, I think we saw sides of these teams we haven't seen all season and yeah. Everton were playing a lot more advanced. They were getting they shots, were. Uh, chances, they 14 shots at halftime. Yeah. And it's crazy. Lester kind of a little less. Some, I mean, at times Everton were taking it to him, but at times yeah. Lester were countering and Vardy looked really good. He was dead at the end of the game. Yeah, he was. But if, if they can get Jamie Vardy firing for these final five games, four games, wherever they They'll have, be safe. They're fine. They're fine. They've literally needed someone to pick up a slight amount of weight off James Madison's shoulders. If Vardy can do that for you for four games, that's all you need. That's all you need, and you're up. You stay up. Um, I mean, he I'll, can score in all four games, too. We're talking about a guy that scored, like, in 11 straight games. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I want to I want to give a shout-out to Dwight McNeil, too. I thought Dwight McNeil was really good for Everton today. Um, I know Wobie's going to get a lot of the shouts. I thought McNeil was one of the guys that was driving them forward. Didn't have a lot of that in product. Like, Dwight McNeil hasn't really ever had in product, I don't think, a lot of the times in his career. But today, having a guy that can get you from midfield into the final third is so essential for teams like Everton. McNeil did it a lot today, not credited for it either. Yeah, he's been good since Sean Dyche took over, honestly. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Oh, I've got one more thing on this one. Suyanchu mm. uh, scored the second, or scored the first, excuse me, for Leicester, is going to Atletico Madrid on a free this summer. Yeah. Uh, I weirdest transfer ever. But like 
you remember right after McGuire left, like that first couple months, everyone was like, holy crap, who is this Turkish guy? They upgraded on McGuire. And then he, he kind of went off. Then. Yes. He kind of went off with Cliff. My thing is, if he's good enough for play to play for Diego Simeone and he could play like he did today, there were some shaking moments, of course, but Lester had been shaking the entire season. Yeah. Then I don't know. I just think he should be playing more. I wouldn't he should have been plays for the rest of the season. When you have um, 59 goals conceded, 59 goals conceded, you need to be playing a guy that's going to Atletico Madrid, regardless of how good he is next year. I mean, it's just a fact. So, yeah. And this, this keeper that, uh, Everson. Yeah. He played really well. He played, played really, really, really well. well. Really well. Like his okay. sixth or seventh game. Absolutely. All right. We're at the end of our Zoom. Sorry, Jace, to cut you off there. We'll be right back with the assault that was. Uh, as I was saying, we are going to get into the assault that was Brighton 6, Wolves nil. I left this late because we do love King Julian, but good Lord, Brighton. Holy hell, what has Deserby done to these guys? They couldn't score for three years. Now they can't stop. And not to mention, he decides to rotate some players, Matoma McAllister, go out, and yeah. they absolutely Destroyed. just throttle them. I mean, <laughs> if this Brighton team goes on a run with these games in hand, they're going to end up Europa League easy money. Easy, uh, easy. And that will keep so many guys, including your manager, in my opinion. I think so. I mean, I said it a few weeks ago. I don't know. I don't see why he needs to be in a rush. That's what I'm saying. Um, if it's not the perfect job, don't go. Like Milan's, I think the AC Milan job that was rumored a couple months ago is off the table now that they've made a Champions League semifinal. I would agree. I think you shouldn't, all the prem jobs that would be a great, an upgrade are taken at this moment in time by the looks of them. I don't, th- I wouldn't go to Chelsea. I wouldn't go to Tottenham if I were you. And those would be the upgrades, at least to most people. I wouldn't do it if I were him. I'd wait. I would sit there and wait as long as you can until the perfect job shows itself. Yeah, because he's going to get an offer if he keeps getting these guys to perform like this. Um, I don't remember what number goal score it was for them this season, but it was second only to Arsenal in the league of different players scoring goals. It's not surprising. Um, it's got to be uh, uh, Uslov. Is that his yeah, name? U- yeah, Undav. Undav. Yeah, uh, Uslov. No, Undav. Dennis uh, Undav. Uh, but yeah, he was the one we were talking about a couple weeks ago when he said, oh my God, when they've done it again. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. It was uh, no. That was in CISO. In CISO, yeah, in CISO. Yeah. And no, no, no. I, it was a different one even before that. It was the Bauderetta guy last week. They have so many. They just they have, have so many players. Many, uh, so many young good players. Buonatote. And De clearly good at getting the best out of them and having them play to the moments. And then when you can like mix in the veteran players, they're just really damn good. And yeah. Wolves had literally nothing. He was like, <laughs> oh, um, McAllister, Matoma, Caicedo. You guys just take it easy this weekend. I've got a funky feeling we got this. They go around and slap a Wolves team that has been very good since King Julian's come in. 6-0. Yeah, what? and then now all those guys will be fresh for the game on Thursday, which Deserby oh, clearly God, sees bless. as important. Mm, I'm glad he sees that as important. I'm glad he sees... Well, you know what? He should have seen this as more important because he should know that on the road, United just suck. You don't need their, your players rested. United will find a way to drop points on the road. Good Lord. Mean. He may not even bring some of them back in. I mean, this was a hell of a performance. Okay. They just All right. Calm down, smacked Chase. them. Calm down. Calm down. He'll bring them back in for United. Let's. Whoa. Whoa. Um, yeah, assault. This was just an assault game. We don't need to go any deeper into it because if we go deeper into it, it will hurt King Julian's reputation, and we're not here to do that. 
Agreed. Okay. Brighton and eight, as we said, 52 points, three games in hand on Villa, three games in hand on Tottenham, two games in hand on Liverpool, only a game in hand on United. They're nine points off top four. I don't think they can hunt United down. I do think that they can hunt Villa, Tottenham, and Liverpool all down. I do think that's a possibility. They could finish fifth if they win out. Okay. Shall we get into a little preview, Jace? Yeah. Tomorrow you have a pretty big game. Arsenal. <laughs> that was just factually incorrect. You play a really bad team. Arsenal at home to Chelsea. Any concerns other than the fact that if you do drop points, you will be more mad than losing the league. Yeah. Uh, no, not <laughs> losing the league. But um, yeah. Let's draw no, it home to Southampton. Because, yeah. you know, we're not playing great. Um, I would try and exert your will on them, which would, for me, be to play Jorginho and party together, not because it's a defensive thing, but because that will ensure that you have a ton of the ball. And, I mean, the best thing you can do against this Chelsea team is put them up against it, in my opinion. Um, we're going to concede at home. That's just what we do. That's yeah, you just, are. It's just factored in these days. I don't know. Even though they scored one Chelsea. goal, one yeah. deflected goal. Under Let's Frank remember Day who Ford. we're playing. Let's remember who we're playing. They have one goal under their current manager, which was a deflected shot over a keeper. I mean, dropping points here would actually be would be just as inexcusable as the two before City were. Like, I mean, this would be on the bright side, really bad. Actually, no, it would be less excusable than significantly less excusable than losing one nil to Sean Dyche at Goodison. Yeah, that was at Goodison, new manager bounce. I, I forgot think it was in, new manager bounce. I think oh. it's more inexcusable than dropping a 2-0 lead at Anfield. Like, that was I such mean, a this, good weekend. Yeah, Take this, me back. Yeah, they, we've got to win this. Trossard has to start. Um, again, I think, I, think, will start. I think Jorginho and Party should play together. It takes a lot of pressure off Rob Holding in terms of build-up and all of that. Keep the ball and just try and take it to him. Because you don't. Know, Frank doesn't know what he's going to do. They don't know what Frank's going to do. I mean, I literally, for, at this moment, Frank Lampard might know not know what he's going to do. Frank um, Lampard has no idea what he's going to do. What yeah, are you talking? Like he has zero game. idea. There's no, so, Okay, I'm surprised you think there's thoughts going on in his brain in the first part. But yeah, no, he has no idea what he's doing. Yeah, we played a very clean 1-0 against him at Stamford Bridge uh, before it's the World Cup. Manager. Just in, under Grand Potter, yes. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, just have to win. Like it would truly be terrible to draw points here. They are not good. Level points with Bournemouth. They're level points with a with a what Dylan called again a championship level squad. Like, yeah, we just went we went three one down to the team in twentieth. But Chelsea are probably bottom of the form table. Maybe um, them and Leeds fighting for it. They have spent the most of any club in the world, and they are 12th. Jace. The only thing saving them is that defense, which, I mean, their goals conceded is great. A team that could easily be in the top five. Yeah, they have better goals conceded than United, Arsenal, um, Liverpool, significantly Tottenham. Tottenham have 57 goals conceded. Oh, my gosh. That's bad. That's up there with Leicester. It's two goals better than Leicester. That's terrible. Oof. I love <laughs> yeah. how Chelsea preview so, turns into Tottenham shit on after us shitting on Chelsea. This is great. This is perfect for me. Yeah. Um, but I've got good so, stats for you too once you're done. No, go ahead. I'm just rambling on about how I worry <laughs> that we're going to botch this against a terrible team. 
<laughs> okay, good stats for you. You've won four out of your last five against Chelsea in the Premier League. Chelsea have never beaten you at the Emirates in consecutive visits. Okay? Well, actually, they have. Shocking. No, they have. They did it in 2009. But besides the fact, 2009, long time ago, right? We were too hard of math. 12. Um, also, you have never lost a midweek game in the Premier League to Chelsea. Winning four, drawing six. That's actually maybe even crazier. Yeah, but also um, the fact you've drawn six there is kind of wild. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, okay. I just we – ha- we have to win. I'm going to predict a 3-1 victory. I'm not, it is a get-right game for me. I say that a lot. I say get-right game, get let-down right game. game. It's a get-right game against a really bad team who don't give a crap with a manager who's clueless. 4-1. Yeah. Well, oh wait, I do have one last. Four nil. Get, get a clean sheet. Good lord. Thank you. Thank you for four the clean nil. sheet. You're welcome. Um, Good lord. We can't end this season on a bad note. No, you can't. Ended on a terrible note last year. Yeah. Just you did. we're driving the top four bus and then just bl- absolutely blew it. Yeah, you did. And this year we're not blowing anything. Champions oh. League's already secured all of that. If we finish third, I mean that would suck. But like, the more important thing than finishing third would be ending the year on a bad note. Oh yeah, that would need be. to end on some sort of high with some sort of positive going into the summer. So yeah. losing to Chelsea would be terrible. Yeah. Okay. Let's get through the rest of these games. I don't even really want to preview United that much. Um, we can. Uh, the Wednesday games: Liverpool at home to Fulham. Any issues for Liverpool? You think this kind of European run continues? I think they're going to keep the pressure on the rest of the way. That's why Klopp keeps coming out with these. We have zero chance. At getting reaching the top four zero, we have zero chance of reaching the top four. But you pulled your hammy celebrating that goal this weekend. Give me a break. Yeah, right, Joker. Uh, City at home to West Ham. West Ham and give up position at this point. You think and take your beating. Doesn't matter. Take your beating and move on. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Even if you weren't in give up position, take your beating and move on. Okay, Thursday, uh, probably the second most interesting game of this week. Brighton at home to. Mighty Manchester United, we are so losing this game. Or we're winning this game, and it, this season just doesn't make sense. This will be the best road performance of the season if yeah, you well, win. Yeah, well, yes, um, Jace, thank you. I know that's a dig, but thank you. I mean, it's not really, right? I mean, they just beat Wolves 6-0. Like, yeah, that is true. Yeah, guys damn good. No, they're good. Uh, no, I know. I'm just saying this would be the best performance because the only other one is Fulham. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That is kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> See, no, 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 no. You're sicko. You knew that. All right. Go. Keep going. Anyway. Yeah. The main thing I think for United is goals. You've got to score. It cannot be like the Villa game. You're not going to beat Brighton at the Amex 1 0. No. That's just no. not going to happen. I don't care how good the defense played. I don't care how good Casemiro played. They're going to score. So, I mean, I think you just got to go out there and try and score goals and i know that's kind of a simple stupid thing to say but it's also very difficult for united i don't think specifically on the road yeah no it's it's not and if you look at our road performances um 21 goals on the road that's equivalent with fulham that's one less than liverpool only one more than or than brentford so it's less than leicester it's bad it's the same amount of away goals as leeds have scored. That's bad. That's bad. 
We're our road. Well, they've form probably is just needed triple the amount you have. No, they have. No, yeah, they have. <laughs> they have. I wasn't going to say that, but yes, they have. Um, and Brighton at the Amex haven't been great this year, though. As Jay says, you know, not they're ninth in the home table, 27 points from 15 games at home. With that being said, they're about to get a lot more home games, and that'll be able to probably uh, plateau itself out or get to the point where it's actually supposed to be because they have so many fucking games in hand. They're pissing me off. And I don't like going to the Amex. I don't like going to play Brighton. I don't like going on the road. I just want to end this season in fourth, maybe get an FA Cup and stop City from winning the treble. I know that might be asking for a lot, but just, gosh, please do not get assaulted. Don't get assaulted. Yeah, I don't think a draw here is a bad result either. It's not. I think people got to stop looking at Brighton away and like all these teams, especially at this this time of the season and where y'all are in the table. A draw is not a bad result. Brighton game gain absolutely nothing from that in terms of a hypothetical charge towards top four, and you can afford to give Liverpool two points. Like, yeah, I agree. This I isn't agree. this isn't the game where you have to rage about. Oh, we I, I'm terrified. I, I will be happy with the draw. The way we played on the road this season, the way we played on the road as of late, terrifying to go on the road, especially to a team as hot as Brighton, especially to a team that beat assaulted a team six zero last weekend. With rotation, they're gonna full full squad back, ready to go. Woo! Here's United coming into town. They suck on the road. United two, Brighton nil. It is a revenge game for United. Yep, that can't be understated. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go three three banger. Hmm. Also, uh, how many did Brighton score? They scored three against us. Yeah, I think they won three one. Uh, yeah. Uh, they have. Uh, almost half of the goals conceded at Old Trafford this season. Brighton from the first game. That's crazy. Yeah, nuts. Um, okay, what did you predict? Three three banger. Oh, nice. I like that. I'm here for that. I would be here for that unless it's like a United three one lead and we blow it. Then I would be sad. Uh, okay, those are all the games this midweek that we're going to preview. As Jay said, is kind of a or as we kind of clarified as a makeup week. Let's finish out with winners, losers, and the Mike Dean Award, and then we will get out of here. I think I have an idea for the Best Performance Award, by the way, Jace. I'm going to run this by you. Bakayo Saka, Marcus Rashford, Best Performance of the Weekend Award. I like it. Okay. We'll get, we will get. We might tweak that a little bit. Maybe just take out the Bakayo Saka. Your winners. Uh, I've got Jamie Vardy. Looking yes. Very good. Vintage Vardy goal. He Having a party. Second. Uh hit the crossbar on a chip after he made a believe it was Keane look like an absolute fool. Yeah, um, it was Michael Keane. Yeah. Gary O'Neill, just what a job. I yeah. mean, Major they peaked at the right time. And we talked about it with City. Um, they always peak at the right time. Well, same thing at the bottom. Bournemouth peaked at the right time, and now they're not getting relegated. Another year in the Premier League for them. So Gary O'Neill deserves a ton of credit. And you're absolutely right about the manager of the year shelves. I think he should be considered. I mean, yeah. that's just so impressive what he did. And then Diogo Jota, um, he went all those games without scoring like 30 something. Mm-hmm. And then you talked and, about it. Yeah, we talked about it. And now he's just been scoring pretty much every week at this time. And uh, including the winner this week <laughs> on the great yeah. assist from Lucas Mora. Yeah. And then my last winner is Richarlison. Nice. First Premier League. This goal is a mean, of the this season. Is, this is Congratulations. Mean. This is me. Um, yeah, meant a lot. 
he was it looked like he was just in shock when the camera panned to him after he was like still smiling like <laughs> I don't think Wait, he believed it. No, he definitely was checking the offside flag at least eight times. Yeah. Okay. That it? That's it. All right. Uh, my winners for Charlison. Congrats on your first Premier League goal, man. Good job. Okay. Uh, Kaisamiro, back. If anyone thought he left, I personally didn't. Not every player, again, we're going to say this a lot. Not every player is going to put in a 10 out of 10 every weekend. Stop holding him to that. The next winner, Rude Van Nistelrooy. PSV with two cups under their belt after beating Ajax this weekend. I believe they're going to win the Dutch League or they're on pace to as well. Rude Van Nistelrooy. Look at these old United players, huh? Lee Grant, he's the attacking coach for Ipswich, who got promoted to the championship this week. Boom. Kieran McKenna is their head coach, the old United first team head coach, which is good. So I'm sure Ipswich tore up the one this year. Yeah, they did. They won it very easily. Um, next winner, Cairo Matoma. Uh, he, he's been a winner of mine, like a bunch. He had a great interview. I believe it was, uh, I don't know who it was with. I think it was with the Brighton people. I'd love to be able to say for certain. I think it was with the Brighton people, but not sure. Um, he stated, uh, I can say that the thesis has almost nothing to do with my current play style. I chose the theme because it would be easy for me to write about. I simply needed to finish my degree. I want to tell people that. Kyra Matoma, you I are love that. All Thank of us. you. You are Thank all you. of us. You are man. all of us, man. Like, Let's go. Gosh, the media made such a freaking massive deal out of that. Oh, he's got his master's or his whatever. He got it, wrote his PhD. thesis on dribbling yeah. and like all of this, blah, blah, blah. Like, Thank you for coming out and just being like, look, it was easy. I was, was a football fan. I'm a football <laughs> player. This was easy. I love that. I didn't That's see awesome. that. That is great. That is awesome. Uh, final winner is JJ Watt. NFL veteran JJ Watt together with his wife, Kiala Watt have announced their involvement with Burnley football club. They've taken some ownership stating Burnley is a really special club. When you invest in a club that's been around since 1882, you must have great respect for its history and tradition. Nice. Pretty cool. Yeah, he's a big Chelsea fan, so I guess he realized he might as well jump ship like can and <laughs> go ahead and buy into Burnley. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, final two winners, Trent. People are starting finally starting to catch on that he's playing inverted. I saw that this weekend. People are like, oh, Trent's playing a little bit more inverted. This is helping him. It's like, yep, yeah, do it for a couple weeks now. Glad everybody got there. Uh, he's really good when he plays that way. Yes. And then uh, we got cut off. I didn't want to cut Jace off here, but Iverson for uh, Lester. I'm going to call him Iverson, just Alan Iverson. Um, Danny Ward would have conceded a couple of goals to a couple more goals to Everton tonight. I think Lester fans know it. He put up a great decor save. Yes. Was fantastic. Fantastic. Danny Ward is not getting to that. Uh, yeah. Okay. You know Jace, when you know when uh the attacking player goes down on his knees and puts yes. his hand on his head that like he thought for sure it was going in. That means good save. Good save. All right, you're losers. Losers Spurs just yeah. Spurs and all over the place. Classic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yep. Forest Wall. Oh yeah. They're let okay. down. Kaylor Navas, man, he's putting yeah. in fantastic games, trying to keep them up, and they're just making dumb mistakes. And then my last one's James Madison. Um, great through ball oh. for the vintage Vardy goal, but his penalty was straight down the middle. Straight and then the, the camera's got a glimpse at Pickford's water bottle, and it just said 60% down the middle, don't move. And he didn't. 
And he did. Solo, Solo went down the middle this weekend and sent, uh, not that it's like a big thing to send Fraser Forrester the wrong way, but sent him a direction and went right down the yeah, middle. Yeah, and Mo Salas also missed a lot. to the left like in the past month. So yeah. he's going to dive. But the fact that Madison goes down the middle 60% of the time, just dot smart. I mean, yeah. the easiest thing to do for the keeper is just to stand there and hope you kick it at him. Yep. Um, okay. Is that it? That's it. All right. Uh, my first loser is Richarlison's celebration. Uh, the shirt takeoff, yellow card, and then doing the bird with Youngman's son only to concede 30 seconds later is just a hilarious look. A hilarious look. Uh, next one, Tim Ream out for the season. We hate to see that. He's had a great year. A great year. He's not a loser. His season being over is loser-like. Sucks. At his age, over. at least it's a broken arm. Yes. It's not a knee or just anything leg-related. Like, yeah. I mean, he can easily recover from a broken bone over the summer and will be completely fine to start next season. Yep. Uh, Arsenal's Academy, Jace, uh, Charlie Patino has come out publicly today and stating he is not going to return to Arsenal and seek a transfer away. Um, any thoughts on that? As I've said, the purpose of the Academy is to serve the club, whether that's playing for the first team or generating funds. Okay. Um, we sold Joe Willick to Newcastle. He's really good. We use that money to buy Martin Odegaard. Yeah, I'd rather um, have Odegaard. So, I mean, I, I don't like that he's leaving. He's under contract until 2025. But if he's going to try to go, just do what City did with Lavia. Yeah. Stick a buyback clause in there. Not to be that guy, but he's been on loan at Blackpool who are going to get relegated from the championship. So. Already been relegated officially. Yeah. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah, they're, wow. they're out. All right. Um, next loser, uh, our takes on Callum Wilson. Yeah, we were <laughs> – oops. Got a, got a little ahead of ourselves Wrong. there. Got a little ahead of ourselves. Turns out it was just more Isak. It wasn't necessarily <laughs> yeah. less Callum Wilson. It was just give me some more Isak. Yeah. Uh, next loser is Oliver Skip's face. He, that can't feel good this morning. Like he he has to have bruises down his face. Um, and then my next loser is Leeds because they just suck. Ah, a lot. Reviewing my Mike Dean. Leeds. Yes. Um, oh, nice. Absolutely terrible. Yeah. I've had it with these guys. Um I think I'm going to play this into the J.J. Watt thing a little bit. There mm. are a ton of American Leeds fans. Yeah. Just people that are a general fan of the sport yeah. and that jumped on the Leeds bandwagon when they hired Jesse Marsh. That got Leeds a lot of money, I would imagine. Yeah, the United uh, States of Leeds. They're putting yeah. them on USA every week over, like, City. Yeah, now you've got one of the most popular NFL players in modern history, and J.J. Watt uh, did a ton for the Houston community. Everyone just loves the guy. Buying into Burnley, who are getting promoted with Vincent Company with a lot of steam. Leeds might get relegated. The Americans are going to leave. They're going to lose a lot of these fans as well. So this isn't just for on the field. They're about to, and I know American fans definitely aren't everything. That's not what I'm trying to make this be. And these, a lot of these people are bandwagons. They're not like us. They don't like just die for these clubs. We watch every game. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they're going to lo- end up losing a ton of money and for literally no reason. They clearly yeah. made the wrong mistake or the wrong decision firing Jesse Marsh. I don't know if he, they would be any better right now. I don't. But hiring yeah. your fifth choice manager and Javi Gar- Garcia Not after book. sacking Jesse with absolutely no plan right after the transfer window, breaking your transfer record on Georgina Ruder, who never plays just to 
apparently sack Javi Garcia to hire Big Sam is just bad ideas. Just bad ideas on bad ideas. We talk about managerial malpractice. I mean, this is just like functioning club malpractice. (laughs) Just absolute dumb decision after dumb decision. (laughs) You would think narrowly avoiding relegation once would have taught them a lesson. You think spending all that money in the summer would have taught them a lesson. Nope. Nope. They do the exact same thing over and in over January and then in February when they fired Marsh. So yep. leads just fools. I agree. All right. My Mike Dean is a multi, multi, multi time winner at this point. People who hate this league, Bournemouth have got five wins from seven, shocking just about everybody that they're staying up. City are fighting Fulham. Pep's having a nervous breakdown before the game. Liverpool Spurs game of the season. Brighton puts six past King Julian. Forrest throwing away three points in 10 minutes. Just a wild weekend in a wild league that will go to the final day, and it's going to be awesome, and I can't wait. It's going to be quite the ride down to the end. I think the bottom is more likely to go to the final day than the top. I agree. I, I, but I unfortunately agree with you too. I think our best um, fights are going to be six, seven and 18, 17. Yep. Chelsea for that 18, 17 is going to be who, what a final day. Can't wait. All right. I will be there. I will be there. We will be there. All right. <laughs> we'll see you guys on Friday for our weekend preview and midweek review after United inevitably lose at, at uh, the Amex to Brighton. Okay. I've been Dylan. I've been Jace. Have a good evening. Have a good evening. See you guys Friday.